guest today. I'm joined by a sports reporter, producer, host, <laughs> Ashley Neville. Ashley, what's going on? Hey, how you doing? I'm fine. Thanks for joining me in your busy okay. schedule. <laughs> I know. To the past, like, two days have been a little crazy just uh, with interviews and trying to schedule with guys who are in the bubble, trying to schedule with right. some guys in, in the TBT tournament. So it's just been – and also there's some workouts going on out here. So I filmed a workout yesterday, and I was supposed to go film somewhere today, but I needed to, to get home and – prep for my interviews, edit, and, I mean, you, you know the whole process of right. going through all that. So it takes it takes hours. So I just needed today to just stay at home, no no filming any workouts, and try to just get the interviews and content going. Totally understand. Your hands are full. Looking at your resume, you're going to cover some major outlets. The Summer League, I can't wait. I haven't, covered, I haven't been able to cover the Summer League yet. I'm waiting on, waiting on the opportunity. How's the cover of the Summer League getting first? Like, first experience on um, talking to these young guys that's going to take over the league? Um, well, when I first started, I was covering, you know, the University of Arizona basketball at the time, and right. the summer league wasn't as strict, so I was able to use my credentials with ESPNU Campus Connection to apply right. for credentials, and I got in the door that way. And I honestly, like, you know, I was just like, what do I have to lose? You know, I'm like, whatever, I'll just right. apply. And um, I got the credentials, so I went there, you know, with the mindset, okay, I'm going to cover, you know, the U of A guys, but hey, like, there's also going to be first, second, third-year players, also guys who have been, you know, on G League contracts, two-league, or, you know, two-way contracts, or even overseas, so I was like, all right, this is going to be a really good opportunity. So, um, I was only given one credential, so I'm like, all right, I need to make this work. So, I'm like, all right, let's get a selfie stick, and a microphone, and thankfully, you know, my dad had actually helped with finding the microphone that I needed for my phone because I wasn't, I kind of went, I would say, a little unprepared because I wasn't really anticipating the noise levels and just like, you know, just certain little elements that you need to understand, like going into the summer league or covering any kind of sports league, but um, I was basically just walking around filming either the athlete, if you were in a scrum, I would film just the athlete himself talking or I would get like, you know, me and, like, Damian Lillard had an interview that we did um, that was right. just using my, my selfie stick. And from there, I think it was just, you know, I was asking fun, different questions that I think the athletes at the time were not used to because now we're in a time where, you know, social media is really funny and people are making right. jokes and the questions are hilarious and there's a lot of comparisons, like, you know, start, bench, cut, or, you know, Right. Little little things like that, the GOAT, like there's just a lot of different, more so comparisons and debates now. So I just started asking, you know, those types of questions and then filming from my phone, which wasn't really a big thing then. I'm right. like, why not? Like I have a nice phone, like that films the video and I can just easily edit it and then just upload to, you know, YouTube or Instagram. And so that kind of stuff just really, it took off for me. Um, and then from there, I just built my relationships with players, with teams, with coaches, um, trainers. Right. And, you know, that just kind of, that's kind of where everything started for me. And I love going to Summer League. It's just a great way to network and just, you know, mingle and talk to people. Yes, networking is very important. So I love that networking with people that's doing more than me. It pushes me and lets me to see that I have a lot of work to do myself. <laughs> Oh, you're doing fine. You're doing great. Oh, <laughs> Your guest list is ridiculous in a good way. I mean, 
you interviewed like Steve Kerr. Do you have an interview that sticks out as one of your favorites? I mean, you've done so many. I've done a lot of interviews. And I honestly, like, you know, I was asked this question on Friday. I did a podcast, and they were like, you know, your top three interviews or your top interviews. And, like, I had to, like, really think, like, who have I interviewed? You know, I've interviewed right. a lot of people. Like, even, like, low-key, like, Steph Curry, even though the interview wasn't, like, just me and him. It was a scrum. But, like, I still got to talk to him or, like, James Harden or whatever. But right. um, I would say, like, my top interviews, I mean, I honestly, I forgot I interviewed Steve Curran. So you just said something. That's hilarious. Um that was a really cool interview, too, and he was very, very sweet. Um, and it was also helpful that I went to U of A, so it's like, okay. you know, automatic connection. Like, if you say you go to you went to Arizona and they went to Arizona, it's like, all right, the interview is going to be solid. Um, yeah, I've never been told no in an interview by any Arizona alum, ever. So it's one of those things. Um, but I would say my favorite interviews are, you know, the guys that, have been in the league the longest who okay. just have a different level of intellect. So like, like a Jamal Crawford was, he's, he was amazing every time I spoke with him. Um, and he just had stories, you know, he's been around the league so long. He's been right. through the complete change of how the league has changed, you know, the league faster, yeah. three point shooting, like, and I think he's one of those guys who, you know, he was known for his crossover and then other guys yes. started doing the crossover. So I think with him, just kind of from even a his, historical standpoint, like he's very uh, in tune with what's going on, and he's so smart. So right. I would say like a guy like Jamal Crawford or Dwayne Wade, same kind of mentality. Um, we're talking like superstar veterans, you know. Um, yeah. I would say those two stand out. Obviously, Derrick Rose, being from Chicago, he's like a life a lifelong hero of mine. Um, and coach-wise, you know, I've interviewed a lot of coaches, too, like a Steve Kerr who also played or, right. um, you know, my, my, my guy on the Lakers coaching staff, Phil Handy was a great interview. So I just like the guys that I could talk to where it's just like a natural flowing conversation where it just – it doesn't get, like, dull. You know, I mean, I just had right. – I just finished an interview. I just finished an interview, honestly, like an hour ago, and I did not prepare any questions. And um, I knew with this guy that I didn't have to because I'd known him right. for years and we're friends. Right. So it's to a right. point where it just the conversation just moved. Yeah. And he would, you know what I'm yeah. saying? Like we're uh, just yeah. like talking to a friend. Yeah, I understand that what you mean. Yeah, so that's basically what that was. So I would say, yeah, I've interviewed a lot. I mean, Charles Barkley was awesome. I would say my top ones that I can think of. Um, oh, and Damian Lillard was cool, too. Like, he's always had my back. Um, but I would okay. say, like, my favorites were, you know, D-Rose, D-Wade, and Jamal Crawford, top three. You have a great blueprint to follow. Do you have a, um, a coaching program that you put together? That you yeah. Take advantage of? Can you tell us mm-hmm. about that? Yeah, the coaching program. Um, so I decided to start that because, you know, people reach out to me all the time for advice and for my my connections and, you know, expertise. And it just got to a point where, like, all right, like, I, you know, I've been in this industry now for, like, almost 10 years. Right. And it's, you know, I'm doing a lot. I'm also trying to, you know, and the thing is, too, is, like, people might think, like, oh, she has it all all made. But, no, that's not the case. Like, I'm still trying to get somewhere, too. So I'm still trying to grow and level up. Like, the game is never ending. You know, it's not just, like, oh, I make it here and I'm done. No, like, you want to make it. You want to yeah. keep going, you know? Like, yeah, for there's me, there's levels. There's levels. So, like, even when you're at ESPN, I mean, there's people that go to ESPN and they're like, eh, not happy here. I want to go somewhere else. Or 
you know, it's like there's never truly an ending point. So on top of me trying to reach my, my bigger goals and do more, it's like I get all these emails or messages. And also, like, you know, I can't just be giving out connections and my expertise for free anymore because I've worked so hard to get to this point. Right. And I'm talking like investing hours and hours and hours spent um, figuring out how to break in, figuring out how to edit, figuring out how to network. And then it's also all the money I spent, you know, putting myself in positions to succeed. So I, you know, would find certain coaching clinics or sports career conferences or things that I can go to to network. And that's kind of also what helped me was going to some of those things. I mean, they have so many different clubs that journalists can join now, um, you know, and they have conventions every summer where they have, you know, career fairs and all of that. So, right. you know, it's to a point now where I felt like, okay, like I have enough experience and enough um, credibility under my belt where I feel like I can take on clients. So I started, you know, to work on building a website and work on like exactly what my vision is. And, um, that's kind of how that took off. And, you know, I've had some clients that I'm working with. Of course, when Corona hit, you know, everyone else, you know, kind of had to, everyone yeah. kind of lost their jobs at that point. So um, yeah. I'm definitely still running it. I'm still doing it. I haven't promoted it as much as I should, but I also, like, you know, understand what people are going through right now, and it's a it's tough time for everyone. Yeah. Um, and it's one of those things where, like, even if they want to go to um, a networking thing or whatever, like, that's not going on anymore. So, that's kind of the idea behind it. I feel like a lot of people don't like to help people in this industry. It's very cutthroat. And, um, you know, I have had help along the way, but it's still kind of like not the help that I would need to get to the next level sort of thing. So right. I wanted to kind of be that bridge to kind of help people um, figure it out. And some people don't even know what they really want to do, you know. And it can be something as simple as like, all right, like, you know, give, I give them homework assignments, you know, certain right. things to work on, certain things to do. Um how to build their social media. So they're just like little things that I do to work on with people one-on-one that um, I've just noticed makes a really big difference. Yes, um, you're doing a great job. I have to tell you, you're doing a great, tremendous job. Thank you. I appreciate that. What are your thoughts on the um, NBA bubble? I guess like the NBA is, is, is returning. Teams are practicing now. Players are getting acclimated to the bubble. The COVID rates are down. I mean, the active cases are down. They've got tested. With the test on the players, and only two came back positive. I think they're doing a great job handling it so far. Players got to get used to the food, I mean, but, you know, overall, it seems like we're about getting back in the flow. Yeah, I mean, I'm hoping. Um, I mean, I'm hearing that. So I just saw something on Instagram where someone reported, um, I guess, the hotline. Yeah, the bubble hotline. Some, some violations <laughs> as yeah. of late. So I'm like, I wonder who that is. But, right. um, <laughs> Yeah, I'm, like, wondering who's calling. Um, that's kind of oh. so funny. Um, actually, yeah, I just saw that as a top pop up on my phone. But um, I think it's, you know, if everyone decides that they want to all be on board and follow, I don't see why anyone would catch corona if right. everything is being sanitized and people are getting tested every couple of days. Yeah. Um, I mean, we're hearing different reports, but I definitely – think that it's going to be okay. I'm honestly hoping it's going to be fine. Um, but it's hard to say. I mean, I think a lot of these players that I've talked to are just kind of taking it day by day um, and not really focused on, you know, obviously they have the end goal of wanting to, you know, get to the NBA finals. 
But they're also looking at it from, like, a standpoint of, like, all right, I understand what's going on right now, and this is, you know, unprecedented times. This is a completely weird, different situation. Um, And they're just kind of, you know, going with the flow. Like, they want to play basketball. I think most of them – I mean, there are a lot of guys who don't feel safe, but there are a lot of guys who are like, yo, this is my job. I love what I do. I want to get back playing, you know, five on five. But I think they're all just, you know, taking it day by day and – you know, it's already made for some great content. I'm seeing some hilarious stuff just, like, from everything, you know, from Joel Embiid's get-up to the meals to, um, you know, just players, you know, talking trash on social media back and forth, or you have, yeah. you know, Woj getting suspended. It's just a lot of yeah. things going on that I think were hilarious. Um, but I'm hoping that we can we can stay on top of things and we can still cover and watch the sport that we love. Yeah, I believe so. Yeah, shout out to Jamal Crawford again. He was took up by the on the Brooklyn Nets because he needed all hands on deck. They were short because of the coronavirus. I mean, teams, yeah. that's, that's one thing teams want to get used to is the unknowns. Like the Lakers, they just lost Rondo for six to eight weeks. That's more pressure yep. on LeBron to be a playmaker, more of a playmaker. So and they're already without Avery Bradley. So that's one thing teams want to get to is adjusting day by day because you don't know what tomorrow's going to hold at all. Well, that's an. Well, that's another thing. I mean, first off, Rondo's always getting hurt, I swear, every season. Um, it's just seems like an hour. It. It's like, dude, like, get it together. Figure it out. But, right. um, <laughs> yeah, so you have him. And then, you know, it's just I, I think it's going to be really tough if any of the star players really get hurt. You know, like I'm talking yeah. like AD, PG, Kawhi, James Harden, Westbrook, right. LeBron. Like if any of those guys get hurt, like, Right. You know, it's going to be like, oh, we shouldn't have started the season back up. You know, it's all going to get blamed on, you know, starting the season and blamed on COVID. But, um, you know, basketball, there's injuries. That's just it comes with the game. It comes with the territory. You can't control it. Um, right. But, I mean, yeah, ideally it would be to see everyone play at full strength. Um, but I think it's also unique that all the players kind of feel it's like an AU or like a summer league type vibe in there. Um, right. I mean, they're these guys. They're, they're chilling anyway. You know, they're relaxing in their rooms. They play video games together. Um, they watch Netflix. I mean, it's just you know normal life. And once I think right. the guys start getting in a routine and like a schedule, I think things will kind of feel a little bit back to normal. And they could probably, you know, utilize more of the facilities that are offered to them. I know a lot of they have like you know the game rooms and. Some other yeah. things that I don't think a lot of guys have used yet, but I think as time goes on, they're, they're going to get a little bit more comfortable. Did you have a favorite team going into the season, a favorite pick, and you still had the same team as your pick? Ooh, honestly, like I was going with the Lakers the whole time, but I mean that was if they were fully healthy. But I'm really liking the Clips. Like if they can stay um, healthy. healthy, they got yeah. a lot of star power and they got crazy depth. So, you know, you just look at even just the second unit, insane. Um, and then you got, you know, obviously they, they made some trades throughout the season, get some nice yes. pickups and whatnot. But, um, yeah, they're competing to win the whole thing. Um, I think defensively yeah. they're, they're, they're a little bit grittier of the team, I think, too. So, um, I mean, you've got Pat Bev, you've got Montrez Harrell, you've got, um, you know, Kate – Kawhi, you got PG, you got like a lot of these guys, and Lou Will. So um, I'm probably going to go with the Clippers now that Ron is out, to be honest. Like you said, like 
it's going to be a, put a little bit more pressure on LeBron, and then also <laughs> they don't have Avery Bradley, and that was one. Of, you know, he's a, he's a top defender, so exactly. that definitely hurt them a lot. So I'm probably going to go with the Clips after this, but um, who knows? You, you don't know. I mean, there's so many variables right now. I can't even keep up. Right. Yeah, a lot of people talking about LeBron had a lot of rest. Also, PG and Kawhi had rest. They're both healthy, healthy now. And yep. the, the Clippers are playing off of, like, they're playing to win now because of the um, contracts that PG and Kawhi signed. But they have, like, a two-year championship run, basically, in them. So they're mm-hmm. going to go all out and try and get this done now. So Yeah. Oh, absolutely. I'm, I'm with you. Um, it could go either way, right. honestly. Ashley, thank you so much for giving me some of your busy time. If I do this again, you have more time. Thank you so much for joining me. Yeah, no, of course, of course. Do you have any other questions? I feel bad. Oh, like, it's, no, do you have no. any, like, more questions that you want to ask? I could take, like, you know, one or two more. Um, the NBA, NBA style is still a good with players allowed, players are allowed to dress now. And the NBA originally said that they had to get dressed in the, um, in the um, hotel room, but now they can – out to the game with their whatever they want to wear. How do you feel about that? NBA style still a go. Yeah, I mean, I'm all about NBA style. I think, you know, it's been really fun to watch some of these guys, um, you know, walk in the tunnel every day. It, it just gives them, you know, a time to, like, just show us who they are. And I feel like through clothing and style, you kind of get to tell someone's personality. And it's right. just like, you know, I, you know, I think style goes a long way. And especially like, some of the stuff that they're wearing, like, you know, Westbrook is just his style. Yes, yes. Every, <laughs> every, every time I'm like, yo, yes. he's wearing like a photographer outfit or like, you know, I'm trying to think of some other crazy outfits he's wearing, like little bow ties with the thick glasses or. Yes, um, never know what you want to get with him. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you never know. It could be something more chill, I and mean, you've got some crazy colors going on. So um, I'm happy. I think it's going to give us another element of enjoyment, um, you know, especially right now. This is, like, our only form of entertainment besides, you know, boxing going on and some other right. sports that are starting up again. But um, I'm all for the fashion. I'm all for the beer test. I'm like, yo, like, these guys, I think it's also a little bit more laid back right now. Um, where the guys could kind of just do a little bit more. And, like, we would never be seeing some of these guys doing, like, chugging beers, you know, on camera and posting it during the regular season, you know. Like, we know what these guys do in their off time, but it's not something that's truly advertised. But now it's just like, yo, I'm going to go chug a beer, whatever. Like, we're in Orlando. (laughs) Like, it's fine. So I think it's just been really exciting um, that it's starting and then the guys are like, you know, chill and they're all, you know, I think they're just happy to be together again and, and, you know, start, you know, play the game that they love. And it's been hard for them and for all of us is just not being able to have a normal lifestyle. So for them, you know, basketball, that's their life. So um, everyone seems happy, but yes, fashion is going to go a long way. And I'm really excited for that. One thing I did want to ask you about, LeBron and AD are keeping their names on the back of their jerseys. I think LeBron is getting more flack, but a lot of people are coming at LeBron, I think, harder than he should be because, I mean, when Trayvon got killed, he wore a hoodie. When Eric Garner got killed, he wore a hoodie. And he also opened the Art Promise School. So he's doing, he's on the ground doing work and not just wearing something on the back of a shirt. So I think LeBron's yeah. got a little undue flack. Like, but LeBron always gets that. He gets unwanted attention sometimes. Like, it's crazy. Right? Yeah. 
LeBron can breathe, and they would say, I don't like the way he breathes. I don't like, you know, like, it doesn't matter what LeBron does. Here, here's the thing. Like you said, um, LeBron has, has done so much throughout the communities. Um, he's done a lot also with his media team to yeah. um, put on a lot of black content creators. And um, I think he's done, you know, a good job trying to, you know, promote in the best way that he can. And I think putting a name on a Jersey and actually doing work in the community, like I'd rather someone be out there every day doing work and the people that are mad, it's just, you know, LeBron said, I didn't get to choose what I wanted on the back of my Jersey. And like you said, like, you know, I bet bet you he's going to, you know, when they're warming up, I bet you in practice and other places he's going to wear, you know, different, you know, things or whatever to, you know, show support. But I mean, he's posted, He's done so much to raise money. He's done so much with the school um, to give back. I mean, LeBron's a good dude. Um, You know, people, they do the same thing to everyone. They hated Kobe. You know, they hated Michael Jordan. They they hate greatness for whatever reason. Um, It's like it's almost intimidating to them. Um, Or they, it's just a lot of these people, and I was talking about this earlier, like everyone's kind of going through it right now mentally. Yeah. And everyone's at home doing nothing, basically. So um, they're just sitting on their couches, tweeting or saying whatever they want without putting into perspective, like, yo, like, these are people, too, and they all have feelings. So um, people are always going to have something to say. I've learned that. Um, people are always going to have something to say. You could be doing good. You could be doing bad. Someone's going to say, oh, you shouldn't have done this. Oh, you should have done it this way. Right. Um, I think I think LeBron knows what he's doing. I think he's doing a great job within the communities, um, not just his own community that he grew up in, but I think everywhere. Um, so, yeah, I mean, he didn't even get a say in what he wanted on the jersey. I, I don't think it's going to make a difference. I think it's cool that Adam Silver gave people, he gave them the option to do so. I thought that was a, a great gesture. But some people also found that to be just not what they wanted you know some people are like we didn't even ask for this like why like what like why um so i think adam silver was trying to do the best that he could to you know show support allow players to to use the platform to support but yeah Yeah. lebron's gonna get hated no matter what he does it's just it's never ending with him what do you want to know the greatest of all all time to be with lebron and michael jordan i don't think it should be a debate honestly i mean they both had their own era like lebron is now jordan had then like the 80s, I mean, it's, I think they both are great in their own way. Yeah, I mean, it's always, sports content is always going to be about debating and, you know, doing all that stuff. I mean, you know how it is. Yeah. It's content. People want content. And what's the best way to get content is to have comparisons or, you, you know, like I mentioned before, start, bench, cut. You know, it's like people right. want something to, like, be excited about. So I think it's just like, it's really going to be never ending. I think the comparisons we're going to, you know, after LeBron, it's going to be another superstar that we're going to be comparing, you know, yeah. Kobe, LeBron, MJ, and then it'll be another one, you know? So I understand why people do it, but you really, it's like comparing apples to oranges. Like right. you got, you know, you have a Michael Jordan who's on the same team for pretty much his whole career, but he, you know, he won six championships of the Bulls. That right. takes, a lot of effort in the front office. Like, Michael didn't really have control over that. You know, obviously, he knows how to win. He knows how to create shots for not only himself, but yeah. other players. And, like, he's, he's, he has a winner mentality. 
But then you have a guy like LeBron who was drafted to a pretty, you know, not the best team, but he was obviously good enough to bring them to the playoffs. And, yeah, they couldn't make it and and win the championship at the time. But look what he had around him, you know, Eric Snow, Anderson Bergeau, like, I'm sorry, but, like, we, we need right. to, to, to look at the overall picture. And then you also look at, is it more impressive to win six championships with one team, or is it more impressive if LeBron could end his career winning five to six championships with multiple teams? You know, because I think it's, like, another thing you need to look into perspective. It's like, oh, wow, so he won a championship with Cleveland and then, you know, with Miami, and then if he can win, you know, one with the Lakers, like, that right. would be pretty cool. So, it could go either way, but people also need to understand that it takes a lot that goes into winning a championship. And most of the time it it starts with, you know, either, you know, we saw with the Warriors, it was all about draft picks. It was all about picking the right, the right pieces for the team, you know, making some necessary right. trades, getting a good coaching staff. Um, so I think it's just a lot of things that you have to put in perspective when we're comparing the two, but, and also right. different generations. Yeah, and then in 2017, the Warriors took it to another level. <laughs> right? Like, hey. I was like, y'all didn't even need that. <laughs> that you guys didn't even need that. And I also, I don't like how people, people don't respect Draymond Green, and it drives me up a wall. I'm like, okay. Like, you'll start, you'll see posts, like Bleacher Report, it'll be like, all right, what's your favorite big three? And then they'll put yeah. Seth, Katie, in Clay. Clay. I'm like, Clay. wait, 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 hold up, hold up, hold up. So we're not going to even factor Draymond Green in the picture here? So it was, it was just like, I just don't think he, he gets the respect he deserves. I mean, they won a championship without KD. And they probably could have won one again without him, to be honest. Um, but, you know, it is what it is. It's always going to be one of those things where they're just comparing. Um, people get bored, you know, and what better content is to compare and debate and fight over right. it? I mean, that's why people tune in to ESPN First Take and Undisputed because it's just, you know, people like seeing people go crazy and talk about sports and be passionate about something. So, I mean, I get it, um, but I could also see why it's just, like, a lot, <laughs> you know, where it's like, okay, like, we need to maybe figure out some other things to talk about. Yeah, Draymond definitely doesn't get his due attention because he he's like the glue guy. On like he brings he brings energy, gets rebounds. He does the things that don't stick out in the stats sheet. Like people don't really pay attention to. So yeah, no, absolutely, one hundred percent. Actually, thank you for your time. Thank you so much. Yes, of course, of course. Um, anytime, just let me know when you when you post it, and I can't wait to listen. I just will. Thank you for your time. Of course. Have a good rest of your day. Be safe. You too. Bye. Bye bye. Yes, that was Ashley Neville, sports reporter, producer, host. Thanks for joining me.